Welcome to the Wake Up Podcast. I am so excited that you're here. Listen, these podcasts are best listened to in the morning because we are waking up not only our bodies from sleeping, but we're waking up our minds. We're waking up our focus. We're waking up our calling and we are following the breadcrumbs that God has left for us throughout the day over our life to tell us exactly what to do next. So stop saying that you don't know what to do. Stop feeling overwhelmed. Stop living in the valley and start walking into your calling. So I'm so excited you're here. Welcome to the show. You know, God always slows us down when he needs us to. And there's there's no coincidence that I was planning on talking about isolation today. Well, I was planning on talking about it Wednesday, but Wednesday we had to cancel because I was sick. So I was like, okay, we're going to talk about isolation on Friday. And so I just kind of knew that in my head all week. Like, actually, since last Friday, I decided that we were going to talk about isolation. And then I got sick. And then all I knew in my head was like, we're going to talk about isolation. And that's all I kept like saying in my head back and forth. And usually that's what I do for a call. Like I'll get a topic and I'll be like, okay, okay. This is like the, this is the title. Give me more. And then I'll, I feel like, I feel like it's really like God gives us the vision of like, okay, you're going to do this. And then you're like, okay, like I see this, like, but it's, but that's like step a hundred compared to where we are right now. Like, how are we going to achieve that? And then in order to get to the end, it's like seeing the maze you can see the finish and you can see the start. And now to get through the maze, you just have to follow the breadcrumbs. And that's how you can get through fastest. And you can try to do it your own way and you can try to you know, work your way to the finish line, but that doesn't happen. You have to have breadcrumbs. It has to be given by God. So I look for the breadcrumbs. So how I do that is I'll, I'll watch certain sermons. I'll just think of someone like Priscilla Shire will come in my head and I'll be like, I really feel like I need to listen to something from her and I'll go on YouTube and I'll type in Priscilla Shire and I'll say, which one should I listen to? And I'll just like let the Holy spirit and maybe like this one. And I already know before I even click that this is going to be a life-changing message from her. I just feel it. Like you can feel it when it's about to happen, but if you're distracted and too busy, you won't ever feel it. And then you might not realize that's the one. And then when you play it, then you're like, get distracted again and you don't really listen. And then you're pausing it and then you're getting up. And because the enemy tries to distract us with everything that we do. And you can be distracted doing God's work too. It's not like you're just distracted, you know, in the world, but you can be super busy with a mission and a goal to change the world and to follow out what God has told you to do. But you can still get distracted in that by falling back into old coping mechanisms like approval of others, perfectionism, pride, um, workaholic, you know, all of these things that we are. And so God, I realized, and I don't know if he does this with everyone. So I'd be interested to know. So let me know if he does this for you, but does God ever slow you down on purpose? And you've realized it. Like, I know we all get slowed down. Like we all get sick. We all have car trouble or, uh, you know, kid trouble (laughs) where we're trying to raise kids or raise grandkids, or we all have issues and ailments and drama and toxicity and everything that we deal with. 
But has anyone else made the connection that when things like that happen, that force you to cancel things on your schedule, that force you to clear out your stuff, that force you to stop leaving your house? When you're stopped like that, it's like God is begging for you. And I realize that when you're sick, that you isolate yourself. Okay, that's what they're saying. Like, make sure you isolate, especially if you have COVID. Like, you know, you want to isolate. In the beginning, they were like, two weeks in your room. Don't let any air come in or out. Don't open the door, don't anything, you know, and it was all about isolating yourself and getting yourself alone. And so I just had this topic of isolation, isolation, isolation. And then as I was planning on talking about this, God was almost isolating me. And that's kind of how I felt is that I, when I, when I get sick, I get so mad because I am a task oriented person. Like we have stuff to do. We do not have time to be sick. What are we supposed to do now? We have this thing to do and this place to go. And this kid has this, and this has, we do not have time to slow down. And when I slowed down, my mental health usually really took a toll. Like when I'm sick, I I get all up in my head and I just start like, I'm really sensitive and I overanalyze and I overthink and I just stress a lot. And then now I'm down. So now I'm down and I'm even more stressed. Like now I, now I like, oh my gosh, like I, how am I going to make up these days that I missed? Or we all, we like stress and it's so hard mentally on us when we're sick and that's what happens. But what I realized is that isolation is really God's strongest attempt to get us alone with him. And he isolates us and we feel like isolation is from the devil, which it is, but God is using it for good that the devil tells you to just be quiet and keep to yourself. Like nobody wants to hear your problems or he wants to tell you like you're alone in this. You're the only one that's struggling with pride. You're the only one that is rotten and disrespectful to your husband. You're the only one that blows up on your kids and you're in a bad mood with them all the time. You're the only one that eats like this, that has an eating problem like this. You're the only one who's struggling with this pain or disease or ailment. And he wants to make, he wants you to believe that you are alone, 100% alone in your struggle. And so he doesn't want you talking to anyone because if you tell anyone your struggle, they're going to judge you. They're going to think differently of you. And that's what happens. And everyone starts to isolate themselves, but What I found out is that when you're alone with your thoughts and you're isolated and you're only, you're not listening to an audiobook, you're not watching Netflix, you're not watching a documentary, you're not watching a sermon, you are 100% alone with yourself and your thoughts and God. When you're isolated, the only other person around you is God. The only other thing around you is him. The only thing to talk to is him. And so when the enemy tries to get you isolated, you start overanalyzing, you get all up in your head and you start going down this road, but God is like, okay, are you ready yet? Have you hit rock bottom yet? Are you ready to tell me what your problems are? Are you ready to surrender them to me? Are you ready to listen? I feel like that's the biggest thing that God tells me. Are you ready to listen yet? Because I tell him I'm ready all the time all the time. And I pray, Lord, tell me what to do. I am here. I am showing up. And all day long, I'm like, God, 
I'm listening. What's next? <laughs> like all day, but I'm not really listening because I'll pray. And then I'll be like, oh, okay. Got to drive the kids to school. And I like, get up, get, get in the car. I have a morning routine, just like everyone else does. Get up, get myself ready, get my kids ready, get Skylar in pajamas, put her in the car, drive her to school, drive Sophia to school, come back, get her out, make her food, get on the call. Like I have a busy day. It's not like, even when you're just a stay-at-home mom, okay? Like so many people are like, I'm just a stay-at-home mom. Even if you're just a stay-at-home mom, you are just a homemaker. You just are the, okay, just is a doubt word. Take that out. You should never want to use the word just when you're describing something, you're doubting it. Like, oh, it's just a business. It's, it's a lot of doubt in there. So take just out. But even if you are just staying home, you are busy and you are called to do a lot of things within your home and you're called to do them joyfully. You are the homemaker. You are the woman in charge of your home making your home, taking care of the people that are in it, loving the people that are in it, raising the people that are in it. It is a busy schedule. I am busier now than when I was working a full-time job in corporate America. I can't even believe it. I'm like, how did I even have time to do any of this stuff before? And I was so busy and distracted when I left corporate America to run a MLM business. I was even more distracted I was so distracted when I was trying to run that business because I was looking for, I was worshiping. I, I read this thing. I'm, so I'm in this study. Oh, and I'm, oh my gosh, I'm literally on the page. Like, this is so crazy. I knew that this call was going to be totally Holy Spirit led. And immediately after this, I'm doing my filming for the Becoming Unstoppable Summit. That is on Tuesday, March 22nd, 2022. If you haven't registered yet, Terry, I know you have, then you can click the link in my bio and you can sign up for free. And there are 14 women that are speaking. We are from all around the world. And we were told to share vulnerably and raw and real about the struggles that we've had to overcome, the actions we've had to take, the heartbreak we've had to feel the down rock bottom, deep, dark valleys we've had to walk through to walk into our calling. And our whole, it gave me chills. One of the girls was like, I, we were all added in this group chat and she was like, I cannot wait to inspire all these other women. And I am honored to be sitting at the table with you 14 women. And I can't wait for other women to pull up a chair to our table. And I just like, I just like got so excited because I was like, this is exactly what I've, this is exactly what I want is for people to believe in themselves enough to grab the flipping chair and pull it up to the table and say, I am worthy to sit here. I am called. I am chosen. I'm anointed. I am ready. I'm surrendering. I'm doing what I'm supposed to. Like, this is my calling. This is my belief. And so I'm in this study. I've had a bunch of people ask me about this. And I, I don't know all the details of it, but it's, a, it's called new life, new life in Christ. And it was originally done by watermark church. That is all I know. <laughs> so watermark church, a new life in Christ. It is a one year commitment program. It's a recovery program. And there's 104 different things that you can be in recovery from, um, minor approval of others, perfectionism, workaholic abandonment, pride. Um, 
I, there's a, there's like 50 things on the list that I've struggled with <laughs> before. Um, but you show up and you are recovered. You're in recovery. You're trying to get better. So last year I was in recovery. Like last year I was in recovery with God. God stopped me in my tracks at the end of 2020 with a bad panic attack, mental breakdown. And from that point on, I was like, enough is enough. I surrender. I'm moving forward. And then I healed with God all last year. He told me to see a therapist for a whole year. He told me books to read. He led me down the path of where I need to be now. And um, when I heard of new life in my church, I was like, well, I already have a new life. Like I already, I've already surrendered that. I've already figured out what my problems were, that I've already healed from abandonment issues from last year. I've already healed from um, workaholic and things like that, that I've really struggled with in the past. But for some reason, God just told me, you're going to do this new life class. You're going to do it. It's every Monday for the entire year and you're going to do it. And so even for the first like five weeks that I would show up, you're supposed to say like, hi, my name's Taryn. I have a new life in Christ. I'm in recovery from blah, 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 blah. You can pick three things. And I would be like, hi, my name's Taryn. I have a new life in Christ, but I have no idea why I'm here. So hopefully next week I'll have an answer for you. And then I would just like put thoughts in my head and I kind of cross them out in my journal and like write new things. Like, am I here for this? Am I here for this? And when God really revealed these things to me, like everything changed. So I'm talking about this new life program because now that I'm going through it, I'm in, um, I think we're in like, we're like two and a half months in maybe. And so now that I'm in this book, I am seeing that every single person needs to do this. Like every single person, especially the person that's like, I don't really think I have anything that I struggle with. I don't really think I need to, I don't, don't think I really need to do that. You need it more than anybody. Like, and it's, and it follows a 12 step program. So whether you're battling with alcohol, drugs, like this program is for you. This is for anyone who's in isolation, depressed, anxious. Um, maybe this isn't for you. Like maybe you're thinking like, I'm not ready for this. Obviously like it is for you. It's for everyone. But I believe when God gives us breadcrumbs that we have to follow them at our own timing and what feels good for us, because just because God revealed that I'm going to be an author it doesn't mean that right now I need to start writing. Okay. Just because God reveals to you that you're going to speak on stage doesn't mean right now you need to audition and sign up to be a speaker. So you have to do it at the right time. And sometimes there's coaches and programs and things that God does want you to enroll in and invest in to grow. That's that next breadcrumb, but not yet. So that was a huge thing that when I was starting my business, I was seeing all of these things like coaches and, and courses. And it's like, how do you say no? All of these are speaking directly to me. And what I would do is I would just keep buying different things like, okay, buy this course and roll in this event and roll in this one and roll in this one. And then I would be so overwhelmed with information and nothing would ever really happen. So you can say, yes, like, yes, I'm going to, I'm going to hire that coach. Or yes, I'm going to do, I'm going to do Taryn's branding program, which I have really exciting news that I'm announcing. Um, I'm going to announce to the world today when I do my interview, but it won't be aired until the 22nd. So if you're listening to this, you get to hear it first that my brand new branding course, I don't know if you guys saw my posts, 
It's going to be three days. It's going to be three different videos. It's going to be compressed from my other one. It's going to be three videos and it's going to be $111. And it's going to teach you how to figure out your calling and then start your brand on Instagram. So if you've already purchased my branding course um, and you've already done that, it's going to be, um, it's going to be different. It's definitely going to be different. There's going to be some of the same basic principles, but it's going to be a lot more spiritually led and it's going to be specific towards anyone who's unfulfilled and wants to figure out their calling and figure out how to create a brand. Like that's what it's going to be. My old one was more geared towards network marketers trying to figure out how to sell your product and have a brand. So this is going to be different. It's going to be deeper, a little bit more spiritual. Um, I want people to start co-creating their life with their creator. Like, why are we trying to create our lives by ourselves when we didn't even create this life in the first place? God did. And if we keep trying to do it on our own, we will fail over and over and over again. So when I was a hustler and I just changed my bio yesterday or like two days ago um, to say I'm an anti-hustler and a former boss babe, former um, top MLMer, because I think that that's super important because I can relate to people that are in hustle mode because that's how I lived. I just recently stopped living like that this past August. And it's only been about six months, which is like crazy. I can't believe it's been already six months, but um, going through this new life program, I'm realizing that there are so many things that hustlers don't realize that they're doing totally wrong from God. To and not, not meaning any harm at all. Like they love Jesus. They love the Lord. They are called, but listen to this. This talks about, um, this talks about worship and it says, it's talking about, um, worshiping other things in Romans 1 21, if you want to look it up. Um, but it's about worship and how you shouldn't worship anything else besides God. And so then they go on to describe it and say, worship means various things in different cultures and religions. You may not think that you worship anything, but consider this worship is how we respond to someone or something we adore our thoughts, our time, how we plan our life and spend money are influenced by what we value and worship. And so you might be like, well, I'm not worshiping to a crystal or I'm not worshiping to this dream catcher or I'm not going to worship at the temples of whatever. Like I'm good. I don't worship anything else. But it asks you the question right after, review your calendar and financial records for the last month. On what did you spend most of your time and money? Consider that as what you worship. And so I was thinking about that. And the, ma the majority of things that I spend money on are um, like going out to eat, you know, buying things, Target, TJ Maxx, Amazon, <laughs> like home decor, uh, you know, all of that. Um, and it's just a lot of things and out to eat. And like, that's what I'm spending money on. Like that's, that's what I'm caring the most about. Did I spend money on, you know, um, donating to my, to my church, to investing in what God's telling me to do to further myself, to be a better person. Like I would rather see on their yoga gym membership, you know, things like that, where it's like, 
yeah, I'm like putting time into slowing myself down and loving myself and connecting with who I am and who God says that I am. Like, I would rather see an expense in there. Like I went on a missions trip or I just went, I follow this girl. I wish I knew her name to shout her out, but I follow this girl who's a spiritual guidance coach and she goes on vacations by herself all the time. And she posts where she's going on a trip from. And she posts like why she went on the trip, what her soul was feeling, what she wanted to do. And it's incredible. It's so inspiring seeing this woman travel all over the world by herself. But it really got me thinking because yeah, Alicia, like you said, I need to stop spending money. We all do. And it's what we've been talking about with finances and things in the future or in the past too, about where your money goes. That's where your efforts are going. That's it. So are you just nickeling and diming everything to death? Like $5 here, $10 here, $3 here, $13 here, $21 here. Like, oh, well, I don't, you know, I didn't buy a Louis Vuitton purse. You know, I don't need designer things. I don't need the Gucci belt that everyone else has. I don't need that stuff. I don't need, uh, you know, huge, expensive $70,000 car. Like I'm just living within my means. But are you just nickel and diming everything? Is that what you're worshiping? Is that what you're showing? And so I realized that. So after I like, I, I explained it as the scales fell off of my eyes when I was in my last business and I just saw things for what they were. And God just showed me like all kinds of stuff that I never realized lies that I was believing and teaching, teaching people things like, like a five-year vision, like <laughs> maybe the new Gucci belt though, <laughs> uh, this five-year vision that I would teach people, like, you don't know where you're going unless you have a vision, you have to come up with a plan. Where do you want to be? What is it? And it was all just about you, 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 you. And it was all just here. Let me teach you how to be better in yourself, like self-help. And all of that is inaccurate. You cannot do it on your own. And I have proven that because I tried and I failed. And the only thing that brought me to where I was, was God. And then when I got there, all of these other people told me the same thing. And it fueled me even more to continue to talk about what I'm talking about, because it irritates me to my core that all these other people were out here that have experienced this. And I thought I was alone. Like I was the only person like, why didn't anyone else tell me this? Why didn't anyone show me this? And maybe they did, but you know, I just wasn't ready for it. Cause that's the thing too. God works on us in our own timing. We have to take it. All the answers are there. It's up to us to take it and to do it. But I realized when I was in that business that I was really worshiping the leaders in that company. And now I realize that a lot of MLMs do that. I mean, those people that are earning the big checks, I mean, they might as well be angels walking in. People like fall to the floor to get to see them and to talk to them. And oh my gosh, like it's you. I get to meet you. Like they are normal, sinful people that are just found something to make good money at. That's it. And I worship the leaders in that company. Like, and some people did. Like, I remember having a conversation with my husband. And we were talking about something in the garage and I was like, babe, no offense, but like, I only listen to my mentor and you really don't know this industry. And so like, I appreciate your advice, but like, if he doesn't say it, then I'm not doing it. And now realizing that I said that like, was just 
so terrible. And I can't even believe that I disrespected my husband so much. And I had these thick scales on my eyes that I couldn't see, but what are you worshiping? Like, really, what is it? Are you worshiping money? I was obsessed with rank. I had to be the next rank because if I'm the next rank and I keep growing up and going in this rank and going and going, going, I'm going to be so relevant. It's going to be all about me. Uh, everyone's going to approve of me. They're going to think I'm so great. I finally did it. Like I'm going to show the whole world that I finally did it. And I would say that I would say to people, like, I, like, we're going to show our, all the whole world at the end, like we did it, we did this. And God was just up there laughing. Like (laughs) you're not going to be able to do it on your own. You can keep trying and you're going to keep being overwhelmed and anxious and burnt out. And, um, you know, eventually when you hit rock bottom, you'll, surrender to me because as humans, there's no good in us. There is, there's none. Our flesh, there's nothing good in it. We are selfish. We want approval of others. We, we have pride. We want to be perfect. We, we want to have all of that. And there's this longing, this, this quote that was written in here too, that it stopped me in my tracks last night. And I just kind of like doodled around it because I was thinking about it and just kind of drawing around it. It was so good. He's, um, his name is A.W. Tozer. It's a quote from him. He says, I find that many men and women are troubled by the thought that they are too small and inconsequential in the scheme of things. But that is not our real trouble. We are actually too big and too complex for God made us in his image. And we are too big to be satisfied with what the world offers us. Man is bored because he is too big to be happy with which sin is giving him. God has made him too great. His potential is too mighty. We are called for something bigger than what we're in right now. This life that we're in is not by accident. It's not, you're just not going with the flow. You have an assignment. And in order to find out the assignment, you have to get rid of the hurt. We've talked about that before. Get rid of the hurt, get rid of the labels, get rid of the abuse. And then step into what God says you are to have his identity so that you know why you were created, but you need to slow down so that you can hear the instructions. And I have podcasts on here titled slow down. I have a podcast on here titled distracted. So it's not like this is something new that we've talked about. We've been talking about this, but I know that if God continues to isolate me, He continues to tell me, slow down. He continues to tell me to shut my mouth and to listen because you can't talk and listen at the same time. So he's constantly like, zip it. Stop complaining. Stop nagging your husband. Stop making the last dig in a fight. Stop saying petty things. Stop being rude to your kids. He tells me, zip it, be quiet and listen. And he tells me to slow down, slow down, slow down. Nope, you're getting distracted. And when you don't listen, God will not put up with disobedience. I had someone message me last week and she's like, hey, can you help me understand the scripture? And I was like, I'll do my best. You know, I'm I'm no preacher. I'm not, I'm not a pastor, but I'll do my best. So she's like, so I'm reading and I'm reading in Matthew and it's all about like, God is so loving and he's the, the king of the earth and the king of everything. And he's love and he's you know, all knowing. And then he starts talking about 
God's wrath and judgment and casting people into the lake of fire and telling them to depart from him. And she's like, I just like, I've never seen God like this. And I was like, well, God is not just a warm, fuzzy teddy bear who comes to the rescue when you need a hug. And he's not just a genie in a bottle that you can rub the lamp when you want him to answer your prayers. Are you only talking to God when you need something? Like, are you only praying when you need a miracle? Are you only praying when your kids are sick? Are you only praying when you're sick? Are you, you know, only praying when you, when you messed up and you need God to come through because you really, you really screwed up and you need him to show up. Like he is not just a genie in a bottle. It, you, we need to be talking about him all the time and, and asking him for help and guidance and just praying to say, God, thank you. Thank you for this life. Thank you for these birds. I'll, I'll do, I do a, like a surroundings check. When I'm feeling overwhelmed, I'll walk outside and close the door. Um, not even when I feel overwhelmed. I do this every single morning before I start my day. And I also just do it when I'm feeling a little disconnected or a little like, I don't know, a little discombobulated. <laughs> and so I'll go outside and I just close my eyes and I just start thanking God for everything that I hear and everything that I feel. And there is a lot of stuff that you can hear and a lot of stuff that you can feel. Like a lot of stuff. Like, I mean, you can even go deep into like, Thank you for the air that we can freely breathe and my lungs that just know how to breathe it. And thank you for my safety standing here with my eyes closed in my front yard and feel totally safe that I can even stand here and for my clothes on my body and being able to afford them. And thank you for my house and this property I own that I can stand on and the people that are in my property and my kids and our health and these birds and the beautiful sun today and the clouds with the perfect shade and the trees coming back to life and Thank you for my neighbors and thank you for the dog that I hear barking that brings someone else joy in their home. And I pray blessings over the cars that drive by. And I will just try to like really get deep into thought because if I can do that, I feel so connected to God and I stop my own thoughts and I stop my own like, oh, what am I going to do over here? Or what's this? Especially if I'm worrying, if I start to worry, that is like a huge red flag for me because I try to really not worry about anything at all. Um, like our dream boat that we've been looking for for like a year and a half that we want to buy that seems impossible to find. We finally found it in Maine and it was perfect. It was perfect. And my husband was talking to the guy and we were going to buy it. And like the deposit was going in and everything was like perfect on it. And then all of a sudden the guy was like, oh, hey, sorry. Some other guy stopped by and I sold it to him. And we're like, oh my gosh. And my husband was just crushed. And when he told me, I literally, he was like, yeah, the guy. And he told me the story. I said, well, it wasn't meant to be. And he's like, how do you not care? Like we spent so much time, like, in like looking into this boat and getting a surveyor and calling the bank and getting the loan and the guy, like we, like this was supposed to be our boat. And I'm like, but it wasn't because it's not, it's not, if it was supposed to be ours, it would be ours. If that relationship was supposed to happen with you, it would happen. If you were supposed to be a leader in this area, you would be one. If you're supposed to do that, it would happen. No man can close a door that God wants to open. So if God wants you to start a business, hey, all the cards are going to be stacked against you and it's going to happen. So you don't have to do it in your own strength. That's the beauty 
of connecting and co-creating with God is you're like, Hey, I'm still, I'm leaving room open in my schedule for play and for relaxation and for stillness. That means you have gaps in your schedule with nothing on it. Like I have nothing to do for the next two hours. What should I do? What do I want to do? I can sit outside. I can read a book. I can take a bath. I can work out. I can do yoga. I can stretch. I can pray. I can journal. I can make some creative graphics. I can do whatever I want to do, leaving that room open of what you feel like doing during that time that is connecting yourself to yourself and to God, and it's eliminating the distractions, then that's what it's like to co-create your life because then you're quiet and you're listening and you're not stressed out and you're living in the current moment and you're grateful and you're thankful. And that is what opens the doors where God says, God gives literally God in those moments will like give you someone's name. Oh, see, Terry, I wanted to do this thing on limiting beliefs, like this exercise on them. And, and we're going to, because you just said this. But there are so many limiting beliefs that we do not realize that we have as our own beliefs that are not true. And we actually believe them. And that is one of them. Terry said in the chat, I always feel guilty and think I should be doing something productive. Because that's what the world says, that you're lazy and you need to be productive and you need to be a hustler. Look at all these boss babes out there that have three kids, four kids, five kids, six kids. They're homeschooling. They're running a business. They're out there. You see this hustle. America has this hustle culture. And so it's super hard for us to realize that that's all a lie from the devil. It really is. Like, and there's tons of scripture about be alert and be still and know that I'm God and do not worry. And all of those distractions and things we do are all from him. And feeling guilty, guilt and shame, there's actually, those are two things that people are in recovery for in our group, is guilt and shame about things that have happened. And we have a lot of guilt and shame about all kinds of labels and things. So that's why it's so important that you uncover those and you really learn what you're supposed to do, not what the world says to do, because then you can truly heal. Because if you're still hanging on to gosh, I'm so lazy. I laid in bed today. I literally have a thing on my, on my fridge. And it says, um, I just wrote it the other day. Cause I had a message that came up that said, um, try to restore yourself and reconnect yourself back to your purpose. And I was like, what does that even mean? So I wrote on my fridge restore. And I wrote down all the things that I could do to like restore. And I wrote restore slash reconnect. And I wrote all the things that I could do to restore or reconnect my soul. And the list was amazing. I was like, I cannot wait to get to work on this. I was like, I could go get a massage. I could go to the chiropractor. I could read a book. I could take a nap. I could take a bath. I could do my nails. I could go get my nails done. I could make a healthy meal. I could go eat a healthy meal with a loved one. I could spend quality time with my husband on a date night. I could spend quality time with my kids. I could spend time meditating and journaling. I could yoga. I could do yoga. I could go to the gym. I could go sit in the sauna. I could write down affirmations. I can recite gratitudes. I wrote down all these things and I'm like, this is great. I can't wait to do this list. Like these are the things that I love to do. And they're the things that are going to restore and reconnect you back to your purpose. So did you notice that I didn't say um, smoking weed, drinking alcohol, 
I didn't say, um, go have sex with different people. I didn't say go binge eat. I didn't say go rage and party and go tell that person off all of those things that we want to do because we're stressed out or we're coping. Those aren't the things that are actually going to make you feel better. And so if you have really strong urges like that, and you're overcoming a ton of sin like that, then this new life program is absolutely where you should start because you cannot do it in your own strength. And I have seen people already be set free from massive chains and addictions. And just know that the devil wants everyone to have guilt and shame about any kind of sin that we've ever done, but you are not alone at all. The Bible says that no one, not one single person is good and has not sinned. Every single person sins. So you are not alone if you have this struggle, especially if it's a deep, dark struggle that you're like, I can't even believe this is who I am. I can't even believe like if people even knew that this was me, don't even worry about that. Like give that to God and surrender that to him. But realizing that I was worshiping other people and I was worshiping rank and status and money and those big, huge checks that you would get on stage and you could show everyone that you made $250,000 and then set it as your profile picture and then, you know, make million posts about it. And every live you do, it's in the background. Like that's like what people did. Like, that's what I did. Like, that's what we worked for. That's what we wanted. It was money. It was fame. It was recognition. It was approval of others. It was all of these things. And you're worshiping something that's not God. And that's really scary because God's wrath is, he's not messing around. Um, he said, I want to read Romans 121. So he says, for although they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks to him, but they became futile in their thinking and their foolish hearts were darkened. Claiming to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images resembling mortal man. Therefore, God gave them up in the lust of their hearts to impurity, to the dishonoring of their bodies among themselves, because they exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worship and served the creature rather than the creator. When we worship other things, we are worshiping the creature rather than the creator. And that is not what we should be doing. So if you're in a business or you're in a situation where you're worshiping something else right now, give that to God and ask for help because you cannot move forward in your calling. If you are telling God, you worship him and you want everything that he has in your life, but your actions are worshiping something else. Like, are you worshiping food is what you're spending money on? It's fast food. It's tons of fast food and it's junk food at the grocery store and processed food. And you're just obsessed with like going out to eat. And I'm talking about this from a place of, I know where, I know where this is. Like I've been here where I can't even go a day without getting fast food. And, and I knew that I needed to stop and I knew that it was terrible. And once I saw that I was worshiping this, this thing that was terrible for my body and it was terrible for my finances, like what could I, what good could I do if I took all of that money that I spent on worshiping junk and I, I gave it to the church or I gave it to a nonprofit or I gave it to a friend who was in need. Like, what would that do? Or I invested it 
I invested it into the kingdom. I invested it into figuring out my calling or healing. And I put it into therapy instead. We have this excuse that we don't have money. That's our excuse all the time is, well, I can't do that because I don't have money. Yeah, Taryn, must be easy to go to yoga and go to the gym and sit in the sauna and get your nails done and get a massage when you have money. But what happens when you're broke? What happens when you don't have money? And when you're broke, and if you're in a season right now where you are broke as a joke, then this is, this is the only time that you're ever going to be able to learn to totally trust in God with zero finances. You might never, ever, ever, and if you are obedient and you follow God's plan, you will never be able to learn this lesson again. Because once you get out of broke, you're not going back. You're moving forward. God's leading you down the path where your calling is being made. You're not going to be broke anymore. When you're obedient and you do what God says, you're not. It, it like that is proof. And I didn't know that. And all these things that I'm learning and reading, I'm like, I never knew that. Like the Bible says that your fruits will be known. Like if you are following God's plan, your life will start to turn around. If you don't follow God's plan and you follow the world's plan, your wife, your, your wife, <laughs> well, you guys are all women. So <laughs> your husband, so your life won't turn around because it won't. So we have to do what is right. What God is telling us to do and to be obedient and to walk with him. Because when we're in isolation, that is when God is telling us like, yo, it's just me and you now. So you ready to listen? You know, my daughter was sick. I was sick. We were slowed way down. I canceled everything on my schedule for Wednesday. I canceled everything on my schedule for Tuesday. I canceled things last Friday. And that was three full days. And what I did for those three days, if yesterday I went and sat outside, it was so nice here in Michigan. It was like 70 degrees. And um, my daughter and I were up like all night. So we finally went to sleep at eight o'clock in the morning. And we slept until noon and we woke up at noon and I realized what a beautiful day was. And we went outside and I sat in the rocking chair on my front porch and I sat there for about 15 minutes with my eyes closed in the sun, literally thinking about nothing. After 15 minutes went through, like went by, I was thinking, I was like, what have I even been thinking about sitting here? Like nothing, like no thoughts were even in my brain. And the reason why it takes a while to eliminate distractions. It's because it takes a while for the thoughts to get out of your brain. It takes a few days for me. Like, maybe this has happened to you, but if I'm on my phone right before I go to bed and I'm like doing something exciting, like, um, like making reels, like editing them or writing out posts or designing or creating something or messaging someone or you know, I'm doing something where I'm like excited and I'm creative and my wheels are spinning. When I'm like, all right, it's 11 o'clock. I have to go to bed. I don't just fall asleep. I put my phone down and my brain is like, like whipping. Sometimes it's all night. And so now I have a rule that I'm not allowed to be on my phone an hour before I want to go to sleep because I will not be able to fall asleep. And because I, and especially if you are a visionary and if you are a driven, creative person, um, this will be even harder for you too, because you're like so hype and you're in this mode of like creating and doing that. It's really hard for you to stop doing it. So if you're like working like crazy on Friday and then you leave for out of town, it might take you until like Saturday to like sink into relaxation of like, okay, okay. Like I'm on the beach or I'm at the cabin or, 
you know, like I can relax now. So it takes some time. You can't like set a timer, like, okay, for two hours, I'm going to stop working and I'm just going to spend time with God because your brain's going to keep running. So every single time I get sick, I know that it's because God wants me alone and wants me isolated. I'm not saying he got me sick, but I know that he's like, oh, perfect. This is what I've been waiting for. Like she's alone and she's quiet and like, it's go time. And every time that this happens, I come out feeling, I start to feel like, okay, like, and I've described before that, like every time you get a breadcrumb from God, it's like a gear and it just kind of starts turning and they're like all over. They're not connected. They're kind of just, you know, all randomly placed and they're all kind of spinning. Like, okay, you read this book and now this, this gear is spinning. And then you felt like you should take this course. So you took the course and now this gear is spinning. And then you heard about this coach that you want to hire and start coaching with. So you're like, okay, this gear is spinning. And then you meet this girl at church and she has this story. That's this awesome testimony that goes with everything you've been learning. So that gear spinning, then you hear this sermon and it's everything that you've just experienced. And you feel like, oh my, okay. God is like, so in this right now. And what starts to happen is that all the gears start to get closer and closer together. And all of a sudden you start feeling like the dots are connecting. You start just, it's a sense. It's a, just really a sense of feeling of like, I feel like something is about to happen. Like something, like something good is coming. Like, like it's all starting to make sense. Like this, like I'm coming out of the fog. Like it's a sense of connection. And I feel like the gears go into place and they all start turning each other and working together to make the whole picture. And it's this feeling of, and I start to have this feeling like after my third day of isolation, I started to feel like, okay, okay, I've, okay, I feel like something's about to happen. And I started to get like a little excited and it got a little harder to sleep. And I started just feeling a little more creative. And then the reason why I'm so excited to be a speaker for the Becoming Unstoppable Summit is because right at that moment when I was feeling like everything was coming together, I had this girl email me and tell me that she wanted me to be a speaker and told me about the event and told me everything that it would entail. And I knew before I even finished reading the email, I knew that I was going to say yes. I felt it in my soul that the timing was perfect. And yeah, my throat's a little scratchy and I feel like it's kind of hard to keep talking, but <laughs> so it might not be the perfect time for my health to be like clogged up in a scratchy throat. But I know coming out of isolation and this feeling of something good's about to happen and then her emailing me at the perfect time and me saying, yes, I just turned down two speaking things last week. Like I've been saying no, like, no, I'm not ready. No, I'm not ready. It doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel like I'm ready. Even things were on paper. Like my husband was like, babe, <laughs> babe, you should really do that. We could use the money. Like that's, I mean, they're going to pay you a lot of money to do like, go and do it. And I'm like, no, no, I don't know. I don't feel like I'm ready. That's not, I'm not ready for it. And it's not like a fear, like, oh, I'm not ready. I'm too scared to speak. It was like, cause I'm not at all. It's like, it's just, no, like God's just saying, no, don't do it. We're not ready yet. There will be a day where people are paying me and I'm flying all over the world and I'm speaking and I'm uplifting women. I know that there will be a day, but it's not right now. It's not right now, but it took me going through isolation to get alone with God and to have nothing else to do, because when you're sick, you don't feel like talking to anyone else. Like you don't want to call up your friend and talk on the phone when you're sick. You don't want to leave your house when you're sick. So like, what are you going to do? 
You're going to do the only things that you have on your restore reconnect list of take a bath, journal, take a nap, watch a Netflix show, meditate, do yoga, stretch, like sit on the porch and watch the sunrise. Like these are the only things that you can do. It was like during COVID when everyone was just quarantined and how great it was. I saw a meme the other day that said, do you remember when it was like two and a half years ago or no, I think it's a three years ago. I don't know, whatever. It said, remember at like the beginning of COVID when we all started doing like all kinds of weird stuff, like puzzles and playing dominoes and like how great it was. And then now like the world is where it is already. It's like, boom, like back to crazy, even crazier now. Like, remember when we slowed down? Remember how good it felt? Like every single person was like, yeah, it does feel really good to like be home. Like I really reconnected this, this marriage. I really reconnected back with my kids. I reconnected back with myself. You got a ton of stuff done. So when you're in this, like you leave room for play, you leave room for restoring and connecting your soul. What happens is God can then give you the next piece of the puzzle. He can give you the breadcrumb. He can say, here you go. Here's what we're doing next. And so I totally 100% believe that what I've went through over the last couple of days of being sick and just spending time with God and spending time alone and slowing down connected something in me. And I know that this event that I'm speaking at is going to be a huge, and I don't, and this is faith and this is crazy faith because I don't know how, but I just know it. I know that this event is going to be a huge step for me into where God wants me to go next. Like I just feel it. And so you can't feel it if you don't know it. And if you're too distracted to tune into yourself to tap into the Holy Spirit of what you're supposed to be doing because you're not creating this life on your own. You're co-creating it with the creator. You're like, okay, tell me I'm reporting for duty every morning. Tell me what to do. I'm showing up. Tell me what it is. And that's what, the, what it is. So next time you feel isolated, whether you're isolated for your mental health or you're isolated because you're sick or someone isolates you, just think this is a perfect opportunity for you to only be with God now. Think that God loves you so much that he is willing to do all of what happened to get you by yourself. That he's like, finally, finally, we're alone. I've been wanting to talk to you, but you haven't, you've been kind of busy and you haven't been listening. I mean, think if you want to talk to your husband about something, you're not going to, if something that's weighing on your heart and you really want to have an open conversation with your husband and talk to him, you're not going to do it at the dinner table with your kids there. You're not going to do it while he's texting people from work or when he's at work. You're not going to do it when we're, when you're grocery shopping or you're out picking out your new TV or you're not going to be like, oh, by the way, I want to talk to you. No, because he's distracted. Because there's people around and there, it, it wouldn't be the same meaningful conversation as if it was by yourself. So realize that isolation is a red flag. We've talked about red flags before, knowing that you're at rock bottom. Isolation is a red flag that God is knocking on the door. Are you going to answer it? Don't think isolation is this thing you have to run from and hide like, oh my gosh, I'm isolated. Like, this is terrible and I'm a loser. And of course I'm isolated. I'm all by, I have no friends. Like don't overthink and don't overanalyze and don't go down that deep, dark hole that the devil wants you to go down when you're isolated. Think, okay, maybe 
all these things are going away. Like maybe you lost your job. Maybe your car broke down. Maybe your husband left you. Maybe your kids aren't talking to you. Maybe, you know, maybe you're at this deep place. It's just God telling you, come to me, come to me and I will fix it all. So think of that next time. Don't spiral in a hole of isolation, but instead spiral out of it and, and listen to God and reconnect with your soul. And you will start to see that things will turn around and you will have your next aha moment. You will have this next masterpiece where you're like, this, this is a huge moment in my life right now. Something big is happening. I can feel it. Thank you for listening and spending your morning with me. I pray that God blesses your day and that he helps you to see the calling that is on your life. Lord, help us to be obedient to what you've called us to do. Help us to walk in our day side by side with you and link with your power instead of trying to do it on our own. We know we cannot do this on our own, although we try. Please continue to help us and continue to lead us and guide us. We love you so much in Jesus's holy name. Amen. Have a blessed day. Thanks for being here. Oh, and don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Taryn Sarconi so that you can grow with me and you can learn how to get out of the valley, how to stay out of the valley and exactly what to do to have the best life ever in 2022.